All right. Welcome. You are here with Riding in the Weeds. And today we are going to talk about expansion and contraction. So this episode is for you. If you find yourself getting super excited, getting all into life, and then suddenly everything kind of goes wrong. This is Jenny and Tash, and we are Riding in the Weeds, where we take our experiences of working with people on bikes, working with animals, and just living our lives, being business owners, and share the lessons that we've come up with that help us, and hopefully will help you get through when you get in the weeds and you want to ride back out of them again. Hey, Jenny. Hey, Tosh. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Awesome. I'm excited to do this episode. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I've been on the roller coaster lately. So I feel like this is a super appropriate time to talk about the expansion and the contraction. My life has been going fast. I have been through some crazy experiences and I definitely feel like I am in a place where I've got some good thoughts around what expansion and contraction is and uh, how we come out of it and how we actually be okay with being in it as well. Yeah, I feel like I have bumped up against this a lot recently. And that's why I think it's just such a relevant topic because uh, it's normal, right? Like expansion, when you are trying to level up and trying to get into the next level of something, no matter where it is in your life, bikes, horses, you know, your yoga practice, artwork, regular business job, life, self-improvement or anything Every time you sort of peel back that next layer and take a step up, there's going to be some contraction. I think I first noticed it when I would do a really cool workshop or something, and I would have this amazing experience and I would come home and the next four days were terrible. I can't even tell you exactly what would go wrong, but it would just be horrible. And I finally realized that it was just the drop after that massive amount of expansion. And it seems the more expansion you go through in a short period of time, the harder the contraction phase is going to be. But again, it's normal. And if you're prepared for that, then it's not difficult to deal with. It's so true. And I guess we have two options in life, right? I think of it like it's a video game or Duolingo. I'm learning Spanish right now. And if I stay at the same level, then I can keep earning those XP points and I keep going up. But as soon as I level up, the exercises get harder and I have to go through that whole learning phase again. And I think you have two choices. We can stay where we are and you can just accept that that's where you are or you can constantly be pushing to that next level. And I think this is a really important topic to talk about because when I'm teaching people to mountain bike, I start my lesson by talking about the contraction and the expansion. And for me, it's integration is where we start. Yeah, I think that's another way to put it is that contraction phase is all about integrating the new with what you're doing. I've had this experience recently with my horse and we had just talked about it in the training program that I'm in that sometimes before they make a big body change, they'll often have some weird behavior stuff that happens. Like a normally very easygoing horse might suddenly be spooky. And that's actually what happened on one of my last rides. And of course I was trying to record for one of my lessons and totally out of the blue, number one, he walked past me on the mounting block and drug me off the fence. I sit on the fence to mount cause he's too tall and I had to jump down and I'm like, what the heck? He hasn't done that 
in probably 13 years, you know, like <laughs> legit. And then right after I ended up like half falling off the fence, cause I was so surprised about what was happening. He spooked and kind of startled. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to fork a leg over right now. So we walked a lap around the little area where we were in. And I came back to the fence and he was fine. And then again, while we were riding, he just started to get really worried about something. And I can't see anything. Like there's nothing in the environment. It wasn't breezy that day. There was like nothing there that I could truly see. But in the process of our ride, I could feel him making some really big body changes and some really big like kinematic changes in the way he was moving. Sometimes those things happen where it sort of is a little startling. And so you get a little weird and then you move on and level up again. Yeah, I want to just jump in. And it's interesting what you said there was the thing happened and it wasn't normal. And so you didn't fight it. You didn't yell at the horse. You didn't try and be like, hey, dude, we're right here. We're trying to record a lesson. Like, can you can you get back to being the way you were? You adjusted instantly to what was going on. And I think that's like you mentioned yoga. I've been fighting a cold this last week. And I decided that that was the week that I was going to walk to the beach and do my Qigong and do my HIIT workout. And at three o'clock, I was done and passed out. I tried to do the same thing the next day. And the same thing happened to me. And I was like, what is wrong with me? Well, what was wrong with me is I was not listening to the fact that I was feeling sick and I didn't realize and I didn't adjust in that moment. And I think that that's such a key point to like, how do we deal with the contraction? And what you just said then is you completely adjusted your behavior. Now I will give myself points because at three o'clock when I started to feel really tired, I crawled into bed, which I never do. And I took a nap. And the next day I didn't push through. And I think that's the key to contraction is actually recognizing it and going, okay, now's not the time. What can I do instead? That was the thing is I was a little confused with my horse because that is not normal. I mean, yes, he can be spooky, but it was such a strange situation. And I was very grateful we had actually discussed this in the training I was doing earlier in the week. So it was like fresh on my mind. So I probably was able to adapt faster than normal, but you're right that we make this wrong so often. And we push through because we think that the upward line has to be linear and it's not. And I see this in the sort of workout culture a lot. You know, people are like, oh yeah, man, I went and worked out and it was leg day and I'm going to be sore for three days. I'm like, wait a minute, you just injured yourself. If your muscles are sore to that degree, you know, I can't walk, then you have injured your muscles. That's the thing about the contraction is we need to respect it. And if your body is telling you this is too much, then you're going to set yourself back by doing that. Yeah, absolutely. I think exactly as you say, it's like our culture to just push through, push through, push through. And if we don't understand that, like with every expansion, it is natural. I was talking to our contractor who is building our septic tank and they're building concrete blocks, right? And I said to him, because he's having some issues. He's this young kid and he is pushing so hard to make his life better. And it's so admirable to watch and so cool to support. And I sent him a message the other day. I'm like, it's like concrete. 
you lay the blocks and you put all this concrete in and then you come back and the concrete got smaller. <laughs> like It expands to fill the space and then it dries and it contracts. And then you have to see whether it's worked and whether it's right. And if it hasn't, you have to add more concrete, but you always have to use more concrete than you think you're going to in order to allow for the fact it's going to contract. There are a million different examples in nature that naturally it expands it contracts it expands and it contracts and why we think that it's any different for us is we're such exempt a- yeah <laughs> humans we're exempt from nature like no it doesn't it doesn't happen right like you know you you go on a diet and it's going to be super easy you're going to lose weight and then there's no way that you'll gain it back you know and i guess that kind of feels like the opposite <laughs> you contract and then you expand but it's still <laughs> It's still the same process though. You're absolutely right. Like it's not linear. No. And I was reading something, my friend posted it on Facebook and it was, there's only one thing you can control and that's the internal. You cannot control the external. And if you try, you will just be constantly frustrated. So again, back to what you said, it's like, how do we deal with this? We adjust, we allow. Woke up this morning and I looked at my husband, I was like, oh, the virus has passed because I literally woke up this morning and was like, oh, I feel like I can actually get up and do some work. And I have been just like not really capable of getting anything done. But the bare minimum on Friday, I sat in bed and did reporting because I didn't have to think very hard. I've been avoiding the reporting, but I was in a nice state of contraction. And I was like, this is the perfect time to do the stuff that's annoying because it's just delete and add a row because that was that was what my body needed. It didn't need to be trying to do a podcast, which is what we'd planned to do on Friday. Um, mm-hmm. It didn't need to go and do a workout. It needed to allow for that moment of contraction so that we're ready for the expansion. But if we're always um, pushing through the contraction, we actually don't get to expand. Yeah. It hinders our capacity to keep expanding at that point. And we have to respect that sort of ebb and flow of what comes and goes. And I don't think that our culture normalizes that enough, but there's no way around it. Like nothing blooms all the time. Like it just doesn't happen. It's not possible. Everything has a timing. And the same is true with whatever goals we have, that everything has a timing. And on the way to the goal, you're going to expand and contract. Like that will be what happens. And sometimes that contraction might feel like a mistake or an error. I'm talking about working on a diet. It might feel like, oh crap, I slipped up and I did something that doesn't align with my goal, but that's also still okay. As long as you maintain the focus and the awareness of the goal and respect the contraction times, like you said, like sitting in bed on the computer doesn't necessarily serve your exercise goals, but your body needed the rest day. So you take it. And when you learn to listen to that internal voice, then it becomes easier and easier to just respect those periods of contraction and just be okay with it. And the more okay you can be with it, then the easier it's going to be to get through it. Back to that as well. I probably could have just not worked on Friday, but that kind of wasn't okay with me because I'd been so ineffective (laughs) all week. And if I'd really been respecting the contraction, I would have tried to sleep a little bit more, but my brain was like, 
I want to do something. So I found the easiest thing. It's something that I always talk about when I start a bike lesson. Like my map your trail method is that we start with our balance, which is figuring out what the goal is that we're doing, right? Like what is the balance? Why am I here? And whether you're learning to ride a bike, whether you're starting a new project, like it doesn't matter in life everywhere, like where is your balance, right? And then the second one is how fast or slow do I need to go to get there? On your own bike, it's literally braking. But in life, if we're thinking about the speed, that allows that contraction that instantly gives us permission to contract for the amount of time that we've allowed. Because if we've got six weeks or we've got six months or we've got six days or we've got six minutes, we're now allowing for, okay, we can expand, we can contract. Then we figure out our direction control based on the first two pieces. From there, we pick the line. And that's exactly, as you said, it's like the trajectory, it's the the focus, it's the how are we going to get there? Okay, two steps forward, one step back. How am I going to manage the fact that there is going to be this contraction? Then from there, we can find our flow, right? And then there's the integration. And if you don't allow for the integration, then you're going to do a clinic on how to corner and suddenly you're going to get all these tips and you're going to go out and you're going to ride your bike and you're going to nail those corners and be like, oh my God thank you. That was awesome. And then you're going to go out for the ride the next day and you're going to totally flub all those corners. You'd be like, oh, I guess I forgot everything I learned. No, you got a little bit better. I see it really, really intensely with people that are really good bikers and have been doing it for a long time, but they're just missing the key pieces. So you tweak a couple of screws and they go from zero to a hundred very quickly versus that first time beginner that's never really done it before, it's a lot easier for them because they know where they are. Whereas when you're super experienced at something, regardless of what it is, you feel like you should already be there. So when you get the result you're looking for, you're like, yeah, I did it, right? Solve that problem, let's go. I don't have to deal with that anymore. And then sure enough, you're right back in the weeds dealing with the same pile of shit again. And I was actually thinking about it the other day. I was like, a really good reel would be like, this is life. You ride to the top of the hill and then you roll back down again. And then you ride to the top of the hill and then you roll back down again. And that's kind of expansion and contraction and expansion and contraction and the roller coaster of life. If you're not on yeah. it, you can't appreciate it. Yeah. I think the key word that you said there in that statement is should. And I think that's where we get in trouble is when we bring up, I call that the S word sometimes, because when we use it, it generally means that we think that there's somewhere else that we should be instead of wherever we are. And that's where we get into trouble. And it happens, I think, the most in those contraction phases of people who often have the most experience in that, whatever it is are the ones that tend to shove themselves the hardest because they believe that they either shouldn't have to deal with whatever they're going through or that they're better than that or that they've worked past that problem. And the way that I look at it is, to me, you're always building on the foundation. It doesn't even matter whatever advanced maneuvers you get. In the horse world, when you're looking at dressage or some very high-level type of competition, if you don't keep building the foundation of your basics, it won't support you at the top. You can't just jump to the top maneuvers. It doesn't work. 
you have to have the foundation. And every time you add a layer to the top, you need to expand your foundation again. And so that's where that contraction comes in is, hey, wait, like, oh, you need to add another block or two to your foundation to support all of that advanced work up in the higher levels. And we just get into so much trouble when the S word comes out. That's sort of a red flag for me is if I start saying the S word, it's like, I need to stop and figure out what's going on and why I believe there's somewhere else I need to be than where I am right now. And if I can check in and figure out what's going on and then just say, all right, like this is where I am. Like maybe it's not perfect, but this is where I am right now. And I've found the more I let go of that, the easier it is. There's been periods of time where, especially back when I was working a full-time office job, my horse got worked once a month in our lesson. (laughs) When the instructor showed up once a month, that's when he got an hour of work. And I don't condone that because it's not good for our pets to stand around that much and not do anything to serve their bodies. But you know, what was crazy is he wasn't losing what we did because the quality of our work was such that he was maintaining things through that process, even if it was only a once a month hour long session. And if I got upset and started beating myself up and thinking we should be doing something else, that's when we would lose the progress. And that's when things would start to fall apart. And so if I just threw up my hands and said, this is where we are in life right now, accepting what I was getting because his behavior wasn't always great because he wasn't getting worked. But as long as I just accepted that that was a consequence of what was going on, then we continued to make progress. But it was when I had some other idea that I should be doing something else or that I'm not as good of a writer because I should be doing it differently. Then that's when I would get into trouble. And um, as long as I, as long as I took care of that, we were fine. Well, and I think too, we don't see the nudges. Like lately I've been getting some really clear nudges from, or answers or however you want to think about it. We keep making decisions and we're like, oh, well, do we need to build a septic on our property? Well, we don't need that. The septic guy comes. Well, as soon as we had that conversation, The next time we called the septic guy, he was like, I'm not coming for less than four people. We're like, huh, well, that's not going to work when we're on our property by ourselves, is it? We should probably build a septic. And it was like, I was relying on the laundry lady that would come and get my stuff and take it away and bring it back. She wasn't able to do that anymore. And it's like, oh, well, I should probably think about making sure there's a place for me to get a laundry machine. And then we're like, do we start the process for power or do we do solar power? As soon as we move on to our property, solar power panels go down. And now I'm dealing with a power issue literally right after the conversation that's like, which way should we go here? And when you're open to receiving, it's actually pretty clear what those lessons are we're away for a couple of days purely because we have no power so we needed to go for a drive and power up the camper so that we've got another two weeks of power in the camper because we kept on having to plug in the truck in order to power the lights and it's like well we were wondering whether we could leave the property and go away for a couple of days now we actually don't have a choice we could afford it we could have done something else but instead it's like how can we use this to our benefit how can we take this contraction space and again not try to control it when you're on a bike you're riding that skinny and your bike wants to go in a different direction you got two options you can fight it 
and then you're going to crash or you can allow yourself to go the way the bike wants to go. And when you go the way the bike wants to go, generally it works out exactly how it needs to and then you can correct. But when we try and fight what's obviously happening, like I'm going to fall off the skinny, I'm going to fall off the skinny. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Oh, now I crash big versus, okay, you know what? Where's the safe spot for me to exit? How do I get off safely? And then I'll readjust and I'll try again. And when we do that, it always, always works out better than when we try and fight it. I love that about just pivoting with whatever, instead of resisting or whether the decision is really the right one or not, you know, you just, you pivot, you pivot in the moment and allow that contraction and allow that space of maybe things not looking quote perfect, but perfect is a perception anyway. So again, it's just like the should word, like what is perfect? And if you just allow it to be what it is and then keep, keep readjusting, it's like sailing or being on the water, the water and the wind can move you around. And if you don't keep adjusting your sails and adjusting the rudder, you're, you won't get where you want to go, but you have to adjust. You cannot force to stay where you were with whatever trim and all that, that you have, it's not going to work. And it's the same with riding bikes. It's the same with riding horses. Like those forces are going to affect you physically And you just have to keep adjusting and life is really no different. I think it's a little bit more difficult because it's not as straightforward. And it's sometimes even with the horses and with bikes and things, it's a lot easier to blame the equipment or the animal and say, well, they weren't doing something right or whatever. When you didn't hold your center and you didn't hold your balance and keep adjusting. Often it isn't going the way you want it to. And where did we get the idea it was going to? Where did we get the idea that we were in charge, right? Like we're in charge of the direction we want to go and we're in charge of the focus. But the moment that you want to do something different, you know, why on earth did I get a puppy, right? Why on earth would anyone have children? Why would you change out of a job that's perfectly fine and go and do a new one? Like when something is working, why mess with it? Because how do you feel? Right. And when you don't feel good, when you feel like you're missing something or, you know, you're ready for a new challenge, it's about that center, right? Okay. What is the purpose of this? And where is the joy? Like we didn't have our puppy for three weeks because he was at dog training. It was really peaceful. And then it got really lonely. (laughs) And then it was like, there's no one to make me go for a walk. All of the inconveniences actually started to become the things that I was missing. And I, without the challenge, I mean, I often, I remember I used to look around and be like, I mean, would it be easier if I was somebody who was okay with mediocre? And I was okay with vanilla and life might just be easier if I was okay with just having a normal life, but that's not what I need to fulfill me. For some people, that's totally okay. And their challenges are in completely different places. I was recently having a conversation around where you live and it was like, one person was like, yeah, but that adventure and I wish I could travel more, but I'm like, I've got family. I think you kind of make two choices in life. You either stay somewhere where you're close to family and that's the adventure and that's amazing. Or you go traveling and you don't have the family and that's the adventure. But in both of those, you're giving up something. And it's the fulfillment. And if that's not fulfilling you, you change it. And if it is, 
then you let go of the comparison and you really dig into where you're at. And it's just constantly coming back to how does this feel? Does this feel good? Is this the right decision for me? Is this the right place for me to expand? And then you're okay with the contraction. But when you compare, I think that's push. We fall into the, yeah, but they're doing it differently to me. Yeah. That's okay unless what you're doing doesn't feel good to you. That to me, again, is where we get in trouble when we have the idea that there's a picture of exactly how it should look. And when we have that perception that it should look a certain way and it doesn't, that's when we get resistant and that's when we get upset. And that's just not how it looks. You have to hold on loosely and allow for the ebbs and flows in the process as you work towards something. And the something may change. The picture of what it looks like to get to the end may change. You may change your destination on the map, but you're always working your way there. You might get rerouted a couple of times or whatever, but just because you hit the contraction doesn't mean that you're off track. And it doesn't mean that it's wrong to be there. It's just part of the process. It's just part of the process. And I think holding on loosely is exactly what we need to do. No judgment. And yep, today's a tough one. Oh my God, today's an awesome one. Oh, yep. Back in the weeds. Oh, look, I'm back on the path. (laughs) That's probably a really good place for us to wrap up our conversation for today. So I don't know if you got a quick summary for us, Jenny, what do we discuss today and what's the best way for us to take the expansion and the contraction and use it to propel us forward versus letting it slow us down? It is a great place to stop for today. I think the key takeaways are the fact that expansion will be followed by contraction and it's totally normal. It may not feel great, but allowing it to be exactly what it is, is the key to moving through it. And the more you can expect it and look for it, the more prepared you can be to ride that wave and to keep flowing forward in your journey. And the minute that you start thinking something should be anything, then that's a red flag to just really check in and figure out why you have that perception and what really needs to change about it in order to figure out how to be okay where you are and then make the adjustments that are necessary to keep yourself on track in the process. So I love it. I think this topic is one we could talk about for a really long time because it's quite nuanced, but it does apply pretty much everywhere in life. You really can't escape this happening at all. It's in nature. Beautiful summary. Thank you so much. And uh, thanks for listening, guys. Please leave us a review, like, and subscribe our podcast. It makes a huge difference for us if you did enjoy this. And if you are looking for me, you can find me online at bettygohard.com. I am on Instagram at, at bettygohard. Facebook, Natasha Lockie. Reach out if I can help you. Anything to do with mountain biking, confidence, or leadership, and how to how to really step into your dream life is where I like to focus. How about you, Jenny? Awesome. You can find me on the web at soulpetconnections.com. That is connections with an S. 
I am on Instagram and Facebook under the same handle as well. And yeah, I'd love to hear from you. If you have questions about connecting with your pets or with leadership in relation to animals and relationships, yeah, hit me up, let me know and love to hear from everybody. So thank you so much for listening. It's a pleasure to chat with you, Tosh, and to connect with our listeners. And we will see you guys on the next time.